Welcome to a special episode of The Mind of Mr. Crystal, the only place where the world makes sense. Join me, your ghost, uh, I mean host, as we embark on another journey through a mind so full of ideas, it takes a weekly podcast to let them out. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Mind of Mr. Crizzle. This is episode six. I hope you guys enjoyed episode five where I had my wife, Mrs. Crizzle, on and we talked about our favorite scary movies, some scary experiences we had, and uh, some Halloween tips and tricks. This week is going to follow the same theme. We're going to have some spooky stuff on here. I'll have my sister on to talk about her favorite scary movies. We'll also discuss our favorite movies that have great special effects, practical special effects. That includes the makeup art and all that. My sister's been known to dabble in some pretty gruesome uh, makeup special effects that show her looking pretty gory and uh, scary looking. So I thought she'd have a good perspective on that. But before we really get into it, I just want to remind everybody that you can reach me at mindofmrkrizzle at gmail.com. You can leave comments on the Apple Podcast app uh, where you leave reviews, five stars, say what you want. You can also find this at Google Play Music. And you can also go to anchor.fm slash Mr. Crizzle. There you'll find me. You can tap on the uh, call-in app and leave messages for future podcasts. Uh, pretty much any kind of podcast app you have, you could probably find me. Just search for Mind of Mr. Crizzle or Mr. Crizzle. Either way, I'll be there. Subscribe, leave reviews, and uh, help get the word out there. Tell your friends about it if you're enjoying it. They don't have to know who I am. They'll know me after listening to my podcast. So that's it. Let's get into it. First, I will have uh, my sister on. Enjoy. Welcome to the mind of Mr. Crizzle, Alyssa. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. You want to uh, introduce yourself to everybody, let them know a little bit about you? Yeah, um, my name is Alyssa. I am Chris's youngest sister. I'm actually the youngest sibling. Um, I love the Halloween season. That, that's about it. That's me. You love the Halloween season. That wraps everything up then right in a nice little bow. Yeah, well, I knew, <laughs> I knew that you did love the Halloween season, and I thought it would be interesting to have you on because one of the things that I think about Halloween is obviously costumes and makeup, and I know that you um, also have a love for horrific makeup and that you've done a couple things yourself. Where did you learn to do that, or when did you first get an interest in doing that kind of stuff? Um. Well, I always found it really interesting on, like, scary movies, how they made blood shoot out of people's necks and they cut limbs off. I always found that really interesting. And then my friend in school actually introduced me to a YouTube channel um, called Glam and Gore. And on it, she showed you how to do, like, you know, little at-home prosthetics and how to make something look really creepy and really cool at the same time. And one of her looks I thought was so easy that I could probably do it, and I did. And I posted it on Facebook, and a lot of people liked it. So that's. And she used to have like a YouTube channel too. Um, or was no, that just not something you were for... gonna do. That was something I was gonna do. 
And I wasn't going to do it with um, SFX makeup. I was just going to do it for fun, you know, just show, like, what I do in my life. Oh, okay. But, no, I've, I've basically just done two looks. I did a, uh, like, a creepy mouth with liquid latex and cotton balls. And then I did, like, someone had cut my throat, and I tried to put a Band-Aid on it. So oh. those are the two looks that I really tried to do. Where do you go to buy stuff like that? Um, well, you can always go to Party City. That oh, yeah, has, that's like, right. liquid latex, um, fake blood. They have prosthetics, too, just little stick-on prosthetics. Um, I think you can buy some stuff at Walmart during the Halloween season. Um, you can order it on Amazon all year, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, that's go true. And buy it. Yeah, you can buy it, like, from the website. Uh, like, I've but, always seen stuff like that, but it just looks like, like, it looks awesome, but then I'm like, man, it just looks like too much work. Like, I'm bound to mess up. Like, when you did your first one, did you mess up a lot, or was it, like, pretty much you you tried it and you got it? Because I remember seeing it, and it was pretty cool looking. So, I don't was that, like, your first take, or did you try it a couple times before you got it that good? Um, That was my first take, but I'm a little bit, you know, critical of it because it didn't match my skin tone at all. It was obviously completely different texture and different color. It was super white compared to my complexion. Um, no, no, you're so, pretty white. Well, thanks. I, I am a <laughs> albino. <laughs> so, that's where your eyebrows so, went. Yeah. So that's something that you try to do when you do a um, – a makeup look, you really want it to blend into the skin so that you can't tell where the prosthetic ends and your skin begins and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, but really, like whenever... if you mess up... Yeah? Uh-huh. No, go ahead. Well, when you mess up doing a look like that, just put more blood on it. That's kind of the rule I've learned, is the more uh, blood, that makes sense. you know, the less mistakes. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I, I, whenever I think of, like, special effects with makeup... I usually go to, like, um, like I think, for example, Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, he had to get his whole body done. And he talks about just sitting. He'd have to be one of the first people there. And he'd have to sit in this chair. They put makeup on him, you know, for, like, four to six hours every single day. And whenever I yeah, think about that, I'm just like, yeah. oh, my gosh. that's just. And it has to be, that. like, the same place every time, too, so that you can't mm-hmm. tell it's a different day of filming. Jim Carrey said so, I mean, he had to act. Yeah. No, Jim Carrey said what? Jim Carrey said he actually had to have like someone from I think it was the CIA or the FBI come in and teach him how to like deal with being tortured basically to do the um the cat movie that Doctor Seuss cat movie. Jim Carrey or Mike Myers? No, it was Jim Carrey. He did that, like, yeah, Dr. The, Seuss Cat in the Hat movie? Cat in the Hat was Mike Myers. Really? Yeah, the dude from Muslim Powers. Okay, then, yeah, that guy. He had to go through, like, yeah, that guy. torture, basically, just to wear that suit of cat hair. Yeah, that's a lot of work. Like, when I see actors do stuff like that, I'm like, wow, that's patient. And they have to get there super early, too. And, you know, they're working mm-hmm. late night, so... But I do appreciate the special effects, and that's what I wanted to talk about um, for some of these horror movies, 
you know, something that I'm a big believer in is I think practical effects are almost always better than CGI. When I think of, like, my favorite Star Wars movies, a lot of the reason why the originals were my favorite is because everything was done using practical effects. And then when I saw the um, the prequels, the it just seemed really empty and hollow because all the backgrounds, um, a lot of the characters, you can just tell it was just an empty room that they threw some stuff up on a screen, uh, a green screen. And even when the special effects aren't that great, when they're practical, at least it mm-hmm. still, to me, seems a little bit more believable. Uh, like Ninja Turtles is my one of my favorite childhood movies. And, yeah, I mean, they're, they're not like, um, yeah, they're all in suits. And you just think that's what a mutated turtle looks like, a guy in a suit. Yeah. And that's more believable than a, a, a computer-generated character, in my opinion. No matter how good the effects are, you can always tell it's a computer, and that always takes me out of the movie. So I really appreciate these um, older movies that have practical effects. And uh, and I think a lot of filmmakers now are realizing that, and they're starting to incorporate more practical effects into their movies now um, instead of just CGI, like a combination of both of them. Yeah, I mean, nothing looks as real as actually having a person have all the stuff on them. You know, if you CGI a guy's face, it's pretty obvious for the audience to tell. And it kind of takes you out of the movie, you know? Absolutely. And when you're in a horror film, or when you're in a horror film, when you're watching a horror film, like, you don't want to be taken out. Like, you want to get completely immersed in it and really kind of believe everything that's going on. That's what makes it so enjoyable. Yeah, exactly. So I asked you to make a list of your top three um, favorite practical special effects in horror movies. Now, I just want to be clear here to everybody listening. We have not seen every horror film out there, and these are our favorite movies. They may not be the best of all time, but they're going to be our favorite uh, movies that have practical effects. So I thought, go ahead and lead us. Tell us what your first movie is going to be. So my number one movie? If you have an order, go for it. I don't have an order. I'm just telling my what three I like. If okay. you have an order, then start with your number three. You always got to leave it okay. with a bang. Okay. I don't really watch a lot of movies lately. I've been more into, like, TV shows and those creepy kind of TV shows. So mm-hmm. my number three is actually um, Penny Dreadful. I think it originally aired on Showtime, but I watched it on Netflix. And they do mm-hmm. some amazing, like, skeletons, and this guy gets his brain chopped off, and you can see it. It just looks so real. I mean, there's not a single part in the thing where you're like, I'm pretty sure that was CGI'd. It's, you know. It you know, I, I've like seen that show as well. And, yeah, I remember, like, they do use a lot of practical effects in there. So that that's definitely right. There was this one scene where, like, a whole room was just, it had blood and gore all over it. Um, they've they've came across a murder scene or something like that, and I was like, "Dang!" Somebody like put a lot of work into that. Yeah, it's crazy. They, I don't know who the SFX artist is on that show, but they do some amazing work. All right, and, I'll like, give one of. Them. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm done. No, no, no. Keep on keeping on. What well, were you gonna I was say? Gonna, I was just gonna say the they have a character on that show who's like a Frankenstein kind of character, uh-huh. and he has a scar. Frankenstein's that monster. Frankenstein's monster. Oh, his monster. name is monster. 
No, I'm saying it's Frankenstein. See, a lot of people call the traditional Frankenstein monster Frankenstein. They think that's his name. But Dr. Frankenstein is the one who created him. So it's actually Frankenstein's monster. Little okay, nerd, well, nerd stuff right there. Okay, you got me. So anyways, <laughs> the cut on the monster's face never moves position. I mean, they laid it out like that guy really had a cut on his face. And sometimes in some movies you can kind of see as the movie progresses or, you know, it's two different shots. You can see the cut or the scar on their face kind of move and shift a little bit, you know, because you, you can't lay it down. Does that really stand out to you when that happens? It, it does. I'm a little anal about it. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think I can think of a movie like that. I mean, I'm sure they're out there. Something that really took me out of a scary movie because of the bad makeup was uh, Mm -hmm. the first Saw movie. Um, They were supposed to, as the story progressed, the main characters, like, were losing a lot of blood. So I think they were going for this effect where they looked really pale. But um, they just made them look, like, super pasty. Like, you can tell there was just so much makeup uh, put on them that it was really just kind of jarring to see them like that. So you, I know you can definitely tell when the, when the special effects are bad. Yeah, that cakiness is, it doesn't even look real, you know. It doesn't even look like kind of real. It'd be almost better if they CGI'd that. That's how bad mm-hmm. the yeah, that's true. can take you out of it. So I w- I'm looking at my list, and I'm thinking that you have not seen any of these movies because they are older movies. Um so if you get a chance, you can go back and watch. There's one on here that I probably want to recommend for you to watch, but the other two I think are totally worth it. So the first one is going to be Alien. Just the first Alien. I've seen those. Um, no, I know you've seen I've Alien, seen but Alien. I'm talking about these other movies. Oh, okay. Uh, bring it down a notch. Bring it down a notch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the other movies. I was starting with one that you knew, uh, Alien. So Alien, like I, I talked about it on another podcast where we were talking about our villains, like, the thing that seemed so creepy to me with Alien was like everything was dripping with water. Like the alien, first of all, the yeah. alien itself is straight up amazing. The the practical effects on that, um, but mm-hmm. the, the way the second mouth comes out and everything's just dripping. Um, the way they kind of incorporated like a black light with the tail moving and stuff. Like it was just the epitome of creepiness. But then that scene where the I mean, well, then I think about the face hugger. But then the scene where the <laughs> alien pops out of his chest. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, and that runs was across just... the table. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then even at the end where they where they bust up the android and he's got, like, this milky blood leaking everywhere and he's just a head talking. I thought they just did great. I remember watching that and thinking, like, this is awesome. Like, every everything about it seemed believable. Like, nothing seemed... Like, it couldn't happen. It all seemed believable, uh-huh. and I think a lot of it was absolutely because of the practical effects that they used. Do you know if they did it as a puppet or if it was a guy in a costume? Do you know? Uh, some of the scenes were puppets, and some of the scenes were a guy in a costume. Most of okay. it was puppets. Most of it was. But in the in the latest Alien uh, movie, it was actually a guy in a costume, and he had some kind of um, body dysmorphia like he had something going on that was abnormal and it made him like super skinny and it also made him have super long limbs and he had been Uh in a lot of horror films like he was in pan's labyrinth he was that creature that had the eyeballs on the palm of his hand 
Uh huh. Yeah. He. Oh, so God. he's been in a lot of scary movies. Uh, oh, Mama. Remember that movie, Mama? Uh huh. Uh, he was Mama. He was the ghost Mama thing. Um, oh, wow. So he had been in a lot of uh, scary things like that, and he'd always done a terrific job. When they put him in that costume, they'd really be super creepy. So. But yeah, that's what I like. I like Alien, all the special effects and stuff on there. Yeah, they did good with that. And you, I could never tell that it was a human in a costume in some parts and a puppet on the other. It always seemed to be the same, you know, I guess, mechanism that they used yeah, like for the Alien. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's, I think like you were saying, like when you see a scar in one place and then it shifts a little bit, like if it's not consistent... You can definitely mm-hmm. notice, and I didn't notice anything. Like, the only thing I would say, like, maybe when that alien popped out of that dude's chest and went running, like, that seemed a little yeah, comical to a point, because you could tell, <laughs> you could tell, and I love it in Spaceballs when they have their little alien uh, pop out of the chest. I don't know if you've ever seen Spaceballs, but um, it was kind of like a, a spoof on popular sci-fi movies of the time. It was mainly mm-hmm. Star Wars, but they had references to, like, Alien and um, other sci-fi movies, and it it was pretty funny. Uh, And they had a scene like that where they were in a diner, and then this alien pops out, but then he starts singing, Hello, my baby, hello, my darling. And he's got, like, the little top hat and cane, and he's doing, like, a little kick dance, and then he goes running off, and it's pretty funny. Yeah. All right, so what's your second movie? My second one is actually the Saw movies. I have not seen any of them in their full entirety, but I have seen clips and, you know, certain scenes from, I think, the majority of the movies. Mm-hmm. And they do some really brutal things that you ask, you honestly think this guy just gets his, his arm chopped off, or there's one scene I know. No, no, I think they over. did. I think they did. I think they just chopped his arms off. Yeah, okay, and they just well, paid him a little hush money and told him to just shut it. Well, at least we have some committed actors, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> what um, what scene are you thinking of? Um, it's the one where the girl has to get. I think it's a key, and it's inside this like glass box, and she has to stick her arms in it. And there's like spikes, mm-hmm. so when she sticks her arm in it, she can't get it back out. That's the one that I always think of whenever I think of Saw. That one. It's they're not spikes necessarily, but they're like blades that overlap each other. So when you put your hand in, they open up, but when you go uh-huh. to pull your hand out, they like the friction from your hand and the blades close them back up again. So they're basically, okay. it's kind of like a, you know, those little pinky. No, it's not like that. I was gonna say it was like the the dragon trap, like the Chinese. Uh, oh, pinkies. that thing you stick your pinkies in and can't get them yeah. out. But oh, it's no. kind of like that. Like the more you pull on it, like the tighter it gets. Oh, oh yeah, and on that scene. Ugh. Well, I mean, yeah. everyone knows the scene where the guy has that metal contraption on his head that's gonna rip his jaw off his face. Uh huh. You know, if he doesn't get it off in time, that's another great one. And you know, great. We say great. Effects. Huh? We say great, like seeing. People's jaws oh, yeah. ripped off. It's just good. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's a good one. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes the special effects isn't just, you know, the blood and the gore, but just thinking up the mechanism that is going to rip the guy's jaw. That was a really creative kind of helmet thing they made. And I don't know if they had seen that from, like, the Spanish Inquisition or something, but I thought that thing was pretty cool just 
in and of itself. Yeah, a lot of those torture devices seem to remind me of the Spanish Inquisition, too. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the different devices. They definitely have some kind of engineer making up all these things. That's one of... I was telling Alicia in the last episode, that's one of my favorite reasons for the Saw movie was just somebody thought of these contraptions and these, you know... It just makes you kind of think, like, dang, like, when someone puts their mind to it, they can really mess you up. Yeah, that's that's for sure. All right. So my second movie is The Thing, and this is the 1982 version. John Carpenter's The Thing. It had Kurt Russell in it. They had a original before that, and they've done a remake since. Um, so mm-hmm. there's been, like, at least three iterations that I can think of of this movie called The Thing. The basic premise of it is that it's up in... Um, I believe it's up in Alaska. There's some kind of research center out in the middle of nowhere. And there's this thing, like an alien that comes, and it can take the form of anybody. And you don't know who it is. That's not the black slug, is it? The black what? That's not the black slug thing? You know what I'm talking about? Like that's what the creature looks like, or that's the name of the movie? Yeah, no, the creature looks like a black slug. Oh, yeah. I think at one point, like, a, it looks like a big black slug. Yeah, that's it. I think that's okay. it. I don't know. Okay. It's hard with these horror movies. They have a lot of common fucking monsters. Yeah. But basically, this one can change into whatever. And okay. you don't know if, you don't know, like, who's who. So there's a lot of paranoia in the movie. Um, I like it because it it kind of makes you think, like, what would you do in that situation? Like, would you just become pragmatic and, like, turn on all your friends and just be like, uh, every man for himself, or would you oh, yeah. want to trust your friends more? Um, but there's these scenes where whenever it gets found out, it turns into the creature, the thing, and mm-hmm. the effects on it are just so disturbing. There's this one where this, like, spider legs rip out of his chest, and it turns into the spider thing, and um, there's another oh, one where gosh. it's, like, head extends. I mean, it is just terrifying stuff uh so i would definitely recommend to you to find that movie and watch it it's the 1982 version because the most recent one obviously they're going to use a lot of cgi in it um Mm -hmm. and then the 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 original thing i think was in black and white i could have just made that up but it was it was old enough to where their special effects wouldn't be all that great so the 1982 kurt russell i think is just the people who did the special effects on that one are just they're amazing because these are they they still hold up even even with it looking the way it does like I think it still holds up I think it's still just as terrifying and as believable as it was back then in in eighty two yeah I'll have to look that one up sounds interesting is it kind of like the Dreamcatcher or no? no no that's a okay. good movie but that's not it it is okay are we on our number ones now? Uh, you did number two with Saw, right? So, yeah, number one. Okay, so my number one, um, is American Horror Story. Probably just because it's the most recent in my my brain since I've been watching it. But Mm -hmm. I think they do really cool stuff. There's, um, not to spoil anything, maybe it is a little bit spoilery. Um, but there's one part in the second season, Asylum, where the doctor ends up cutting this girl's legs off. And later on in the movie, you see her with her legs cut off. 
And, I mean, just the way the stitches look, and it doesn't at all look like she's, um, you know, bending her leg back and kind of taping it to her thigh so it looks like a stump, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a mix of CGI and, um, like, a prosthetic, but it just looks like no, they, they cut her the leg cut off. off. Okay, it's another <laughs> saw? <laughs> yeah, that's another one, yeah. They just cut okay. her legs off. Well... I'm really proud of our actors now. now they're doing <laughs> They'll real do whatever good work. it takes. <laughs> whatever it takes. Yeah, they they do have some pretty cool, like, the thing with American Horror Story is this, the stuff is, like, just so disturbing. Like, it's hard to, it's hard to watch it because the special effects look so real. It's like, ooh. Like, yeah, it's, it's almost too real. Yeah. Almost too it real. makes you question, like, Wait a second. Did they really do yeah. that? In fact, I just watched the video um, a couple of days ago, and it was talking about movies that were banned for reasons like they were so disturbing that people were like, I think that that really happened. And they would use like a lot of no-name actors that, you know, people couldn't find anymore. So they thought, oh, this director like literally killed this person um, oh, God. on screen. Like I'm watching like a snuff film right now. Like there's just crazy stuff that had happened and a lot of it was because people were like no nah, this has to be real there's no way oh gosh well you know there are a few movies where the director puts the actor or actress like in a perilous situation but then they don't die you know, like did you ever see the, the Revenant? Day. i haven't it's on leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, he's out and like yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. out no, in the tundra or something yeah, he he. They were they were all in the in the actual wilderness filming that one, and a lot of them went through a lot of like uh, unpleasant times to say the least. The crew was very um, unhappy with the conditions, but they were all doing it for the for the art, and it ended up winning uh, Leonardo DiCaprio his uh, first Oscar. Yeah, well, he almost died is, for it. Give him an he Oscar sure did. already. He, He's like, just cut my cut my legs off. It worked for the people <laughs> in American Horror Story. Yeah, gosh. So my yeah, final movie. Now remember, mine mine weren't in any particular order. It was just three movies. So mm-hmm. this one is Hellraiser. Um, Hellraiser is that movie with uh, Pinhead. He's yeah. the one that has all those needles coming out of his head. Yeah, so I, I remember seeing this with a friend. Um, when I was probably like in middle school or early high school, we were watching it around Halloween time. So it was like the version that was on TV. And mm-hmm. there were like some truly just disturbing things in there where there was one character who just didn't have skin. Um, and she was talking about skin. Then another one where like these chains with hooks on them like attached to this dude's face and they like stretched out his face. Uh and and I remember just seeing parts of it then. So then a couple of years ago, uh, Elise and I we tried to go through all the popular horror franchise movies, and we mm-hmm. were, we got to Hellraiser, and I don't even think we finished the first movie. We were just like, okay, well, that's <laughs> enough of that. <laughs> it was just, I have it was just too now. it was too graphic for us. We were like, no, we'll just move along. Um, oh, but gosh. that's a testament to just how great the special effects were. Um, yeah, and how too real, real and yeah, how real and every every gruesome thing was. Like even like their little 
their little demons that they had from hell. Like, they all just looked just so disturbing. Just when they were just chilling, they weren't even doing anything. So I thankfully think that that was one of my favorite special effects horror films. Oh, my gosh. I've seen some people recreate those, like, the main kind of characters in that movie. And they mm-hmm. never look that good. So the people who did it for the movie must have been, like, doing special effects for years. They did so well on it. Yeah, they definitely, like, it's definitely an art. Like, it is an art. You have to be, I mean, think about it. Like, you're sculpting something to someone's face and size. And, you know, these are all custom mm-hmm. things. You have to know what materials to use with what to make it look real. Like, it's just an entire art to it. Yeah. Do you remember what the first scary movie that you've seen was? Um, I want to say it was The Others. With uh, Nicole Kidman? Yeah. yeah. With, with like, the weird, weird children ending. and... Yeah, and the twist mm-hmm. ending, yep. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to say that's the first one. Or it could have been Signs with um, oh, Morgan yeah, Freeman. Yep. Mel, no, Mel Gibson. Wow. Mel Gibson. You, <laughs> <laughs> you get your yeah. stuff way off. Yeah, that was bad. Two, yeah, uh, two completely see. different that... people. <laughs> yeah. No, it was Mel Gibson. I was trying to think, like, <laughs> Morgan Freeman. And that's when I knew that these really? – that was my Morgan Freeman impression, which is really bad. It was not good. Yeah. Um, yeah, signs. So both of those aren't, like, your traditional, like, horror films, though. Like, the others was more like of a supernatural kind of um, – Yeah, it was more like, like a more ghost. of a supernatural kind of – yeah, it's yeah. a ghost story. Have you had any, like, real-life ghost experiences? I have. Well, I have not ever, like, seen a ghost. Um, I have had a shadow person experience on multiple occasions. Um, but that's, that's Oh, my gosh. Do you know Tell what us about your shadow are? person experience. Yeah, I know all about that. I'm I'm all into that kind of stuff. I like hearing people. I've never had an experience like that, but... I've definitely heard a lot of people who have. Okay. Um, to to kind of set this story up, I probably should explain the the outline or the kind of layout of my house. So my house is a two-story house. And when you're at the top of the stairs to your immediate um, right, it's kind of like a playroom kind of den area. And then immediately kind of in front of you is my bathroom and then to the left of my bathroom is my room that is mine and I'm I'm I mean you know me I'm a person who comes down and gets a midnight snack pretty much every night (laughs) you know that's pretty much my routine Mm -hmm. and I when we first moved in I would do that and I'd go upstairs and it wasn't a huge deal with all the lights off you know um but one night I had gotten my snack and like, my phone flashlight died or something. My phone died. And all of a sudden, I was at the top of the stairs with no lights on in the house whatsoever. And I just felt this really just kind of almost like a crushing presence was surrounding me, kind of like the walls were closing in, you know. And I got so scared mm-hmm. that I just... I don't know, but I know what you're talking about. 
Yeah, like, you know, the feeling when you're claustrophobic, basically. Um, and I look to my right into the kind of den area, and it just seems like one area kind of in the center of the room was just darker than everything else around it. And I, as I looked in that, you know, general direction, I felt like I was being watched. And so I was like, oh, heck no, I am out of here. I think I booked it into my bath or my bedroom. And just Did you have to run bed. past it to get no, out of your I, room? No, I ended up putting my back to it and running to my room. So I didn't even oh know my that gosh. was in um, and I did the classic, you know. Oh, it was in the den area? Yeah, it was in the den. Oh, my gosh. And I just, wow. you know, after that happened, I was a little more um, not wanting to go downstairs and get my midnight snack, but I still did. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, so, you're hungry. Nothing yeah, scarier exactly. than an empty stomach. Yeah, exactly. So I think I just made sure my phone was charged, you know, more fully before I went downstairs. And I always kept the flashlight on. And if I could, I would turn on lights as I went up the stairs so that I was never completely in the dark on the stairs or in that room alone. Um, but even with my flashlight on, I always just at night got a really just not right feeling when I was near the den area upstairs. So what do you do about that? I mean, that's your home where you live. Like, what I, do you do? I don't know. I just just didn't let myself be in the dark. I'm I'm also kind of, I mean, in our family, I'm kind of known as the hypochondriac, the person who just freaks out, you know. So I, I kind of convinced myself, nothing is here. You're fine. You're You're good. I might, you know, sing a song to myself to make myself feel a little bit better. But basically, at the end of the day, I convinced myself, you're just freaking yourself out. You're fine. And then I think uh, I think it probably stopped feeling weird for a couple months. I ended up actually going um, to Utah and lived in Utah for a little bit. And when I came back, everything was fine until about a year after I came back. So this is probably about two years ago. I started mm-hmm. getting that same feeling, but inside of my room. So I, it, it oh, kind of felt like, heck no. It kind of felt like the, the thing or the presence or whatever it was had moved into my room. And the layout of my room is my bed is in one corner and diagonally across from my bed is this chair and this desk that I just kind of pile all my crap on and just kind of ignore. Um, Everybody's got a chair like that? Huh? Everyone's got a chair like that where they just throw everything on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was what the chair's purpose in my room was. Yeah. Um, So I I would wake up in the middle of the night or, you know, I would... I kind of stay up late anyway. So I would just turn off my phone light and just try and go to bed, and I would just feel that almost like someone's watching you, but at the same time, like the walls are closing in on you. So just a very claustrophobic, someone is in this room with me, but obviously no one's there. 
And every time I felt this feeling, my eyes would just be drawn to where that chair was. Obviously, it's completely dark, so I can't see anything, really. Um, Mm -hmm. But I always felt like I knew where it was in the room. Like the same thing with the den. I knew if someone was there, they were going to be standing in the center of the room. And in my, my own room that I was sleeping in, I always felt like, okay, they are sitting on the chair and they're just staring at me. So once again, I just talked oh to Oh my to, gosh! Clean your room. Yeah, yeah in my <laughs> Take room. Take the stuff off the chair. Oh. You know, so I always just talked it up to. I watched too many scary movies. I was just listening to a scary podcast. I'm fine. No biggie. And I would just make sure that when I fell asleep, I was facing that direction, so you know it can't like come up to me by my back or anything like that. And I just continued on and eventually it stopped and it would it would stop for a couple months and then I'd, I'd feel it again in my room that it was watching me. And, I, I mean, sometimes still to this day, I, I feel like it's in my room just watching me. I've never had anything in my room move. Um, I mean, the Have you ever Googled just, it and, like, looked, looked up people with similar stories like that? I have, and that's how I got the shadow person thing. Yeah. Was, I mean, some people see, like, an outline of a human or, you know, whatever, kind of like a darker shadow. And I had seen, you know, almost a shadow inside of a shadow on multiple occasions. But I just chalked it up to, I'm freaking out, everything is fine. And so I think maybe about... Six months ago, maybe a little, give or take a month or so, I I hadn't talked to mom or dad about this. I don't think I'd ever told you about this. I just kind of kept it to myself, knowing that people would be like, you're freaking out, it's fine. And, um, yeah, sharing it on day, a podcast is wonderful. Well, because I, let me just finish the story, Chris. So okay, okay, day, okay. I, <laughs> one day I came downstairs and... Like that last, the past night, I had really felt like this thing was um, sitting in the chair staring at me, and I had a horrible time sleeping. When I was sleeping, I was having horrible nightmares, and it was just super draining. So I think I came downstairs, and I just said, you know, offhandedly to Mom, hey, you ever feel like there's this creepy thing in the house watching you? And she's like, yeah, there's definitely has been something in this house. And I said, do you still feel it? I said, wait, wait, wait. This is being confirmed to me for the first time ever. And she said she hadn't felt it except when we first moved in. So, like, when I felt it in the den, she had felt like there was something in this house. And I think we both agreed that it was, um, like, a male presence, you know? So. I have a confession to make. What? It's you? It was me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, okay. it was me. I was also hungry, and I didn't have any food at my house, so I went over there for my late night snack. Then when you saw I me coming just... out, I just froze. I didn't know what to do. Uh-huh. So why were you just sitting on my chair in my room? <laughs> Explain that. Um, no, that's just creepy. That wasn't me. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so... But that reminds ever... me... Yeah. No, I was gonna say like it reminds me of a, of like a similar like occurrence that's happened to me a lot of times. Um, when 
mom and I used to live in Las Vegas when I was really little. Our rooms were on the opposite end of, uh, we lived in a condominium and she was on the second floor and our rooms were on the, or the condominium was on the second floor and our rooms were on the opposite ends of the condo. And, uh, I would wake up in the middle of the night or like if I fell asleep and took a nap, I guess during the day, I would wake up to somebody pounding on the front door. And oh, that's, that pounding would wake me up, and then I wouldn't hear it anymore. And um, I remember I remember in the middle of the night, um, if I woke up, I would go to mom's room, and as I had a walk-through room, I had to go down a hall, and right in the middle of the hall, there was an open door, and that open door opened up to the living room and the kitchen and the front door of the condo. And I wouldn't hear anything, but as soon as I passed that open door to go to mom's room, the pounding uh-huh. would start on the door again. And it was something okay. that happened, um, I'd say at least five times I can remember living out there and that happening. Um, and mom would never hear it and she, she would hear it if, you know, if uh-huh. it was something that happened. So I just, so I remember like hearing, um, like just a few years ago, like, people that have this phenomena where they wake up um, to, like, a pounding thing or, like, a loud explosion or something will wake them up, but it never yeah. it never happens. You said it's something that goes on with your brain. Well, so I figured, oh, well, that must be what it was. Like, perfect. It didn't make sense to me that when I would run down the hallway, it would pound whenever I would walk past the open thing, but I thought maybe that was just my mind playing tricks on me. But mm-hmm. being here... Um, by myself at the house, I've had it happen when I was taking a nap, and I'll wake up, and then I'll see Zoomies, like, Zoomies is my dog, I'll see him staring, like, out the window, like, or not, like, out the door, like, somebody just pounded on their door, and I'll quickly run through a window, and there won't be anybody out there, so, I call it, I call it my ghostly knockers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the funny thing is that Zoomies sensed it, you know, I, I used to have, um, Doug, my dog that we used to have, would sleep in the room mm-hmm. with me, and he would not go near that chair at all. You know, he would he'd go everywhere in my room, but he would not go near the desk or the chair. You know, I mean, I could lift him up and put him there, and he would sit there, but he wouldn't, um, of his own will, go near that chair. He would almost make a circle around it if he had to go that in that area to get like a bone or something. I always thought that was super weird. He would not go near the chair. Yeah, that is dogs have that, that sixth sense. I always tend yeah. to trust them a little bit more. Well let's yeah. lighten things up a little bit with our next segment called Fast Ask or Ask Fast. Why don't you go ahead and uh tell us to hit the jingle. Say run it, Chris. Say that. What? Or don't Ask fast to fast ask. Either way, you say it's gonna be a blast. Ask fast or fast ask is a segment of the show where someone asks us a fast question and we answer it with usually a long one, is what I find out. We're gonna do the same question as we did last week, which was what scares you more, the book or a movie? Um, I would have to say I don't think I've ever read any scary books, honestly. So I guess a movie. <laughs> Has that been like a conscience effort to not read a scary book? Like it's something that doesn't interest you or you just happen to not read 
a scary book. Um, I know you love to read. I I just don't think I've seen a scary movie or a scary book that I've really wanted to read. I have this thing where I have to, if I've read the book, I won't see the movie, and if I've seen the movie, I won't read the book. Don't know why. Um, but there's plenty of scary but, books that aren't movies. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I guess I just haven't come across one that I wanted to read. All right, let me ask you this, because I talked last episode about that uh, basically children's book. I don't know why it's a children's book, but Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And you have that book, and as an adult, you gave it to me. I felt bad and wanted you to have it back, and you didn't want it back. Why did you not want it back? I actually had a really horrifying thing happen to me where mom was reading me a book to fall asleep and for some reason she chose that one and I guess she (laughs) (laughs) she chose that one though and I had to have been I don't know probably 12 maybe 11 I I was a I was a kid and she read me that book to fall asleep and I had the most horrific nightmare and Since like, then, there's been this shadow figure in your room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it hasn't stopped to this day. <laughs> so maybe that has subconsciously made me not want to read scary well, books. Well, mom has definitely had a history of her scaring her children that left yes, lifelong effects on her. My mother loves yes, scaring people. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She tries yeah, a... on her little guinea pigs. Shout out to mom. What's up? <laughs> she's probably gonna okay, be like, well, I didn't do that. Yeah, she'll say she doesn't remember that, and that we're probably making yeah. her look bad on the podcast. Uh, yeah, it, it didn't happen then. Never mind. Just joking. Lol. No, no. All right, well, that's it for that segment. Ask faster, fast ass. Ask the man. Ask faster, fast ass. Either way, say it's gonna be a blast. Okay. I was a vampire. Uh, last Halloween, How I was old? a moody teenager. No, that's just that's just your daily life. <laughs> well, that's that was me for Halloween. That's pretty scary. What, how old were you the last time you went trick or treating? I went trick or treating last year, so eighteen. Oh. But you, yeah, but you a, had to take. You had to take children trick or treating. How old are you? No, and how went, old were you? Oh, by yourself? No, I. Yeah, I went with a friend. I took the boys trick or treating earlier in the in the day, like right as it started to get dark, and then I went mm-hmm. with my friend trick or treating, and that's when I backed my truck into somebody's car. Because <laughs> we were trying to find somewhere to trick or treat. So, so that I, maybe that will I, be the answer to my next question. Like, did you ever have like a scary trick or treating moment, where maybe you went to a yeah. house and they had some kind of display? Do you remember one that you can talk about? Um, I went what three years ago, and there was kind of a haunted house on our block that I mm-hmm. went in. It wasn't real good. I've been to Fright Fest at Six Flags multiple times. I always have a good time there. Yeah, they do pretty good. Oh. They do pretty good there. Yeah. I always think of, like, uh, there was this one year we went trick-or-treating, and um, there was this house all the way in the back corner, 
and they had they had a guy that was on stilts, but he had like a oh, real gosh. creepy costume on with it, and it was just like he would lean up against the house, so you thought it was like a statue or something. And then as you got close, like he would just start running at you with these stilts on, and it was just oh, like yeah, it was even when you knew no, it was no. gonna happen. Because after you got uh-huh. scared, you would, like, watch other people get scared. It still freaked you out having this dude run at you. In the <laughs> because it looked like long pants. Like, you couldn't see he was on stilts, but obviously he was. Um, but I yeah. thought that was the best one. That one always got me. Why don't we talk about, um, we'll just go right into our next segment, which is life hacks. Okay. Hey, we're still connected. <laughs> yeah, we are. I thought, let's, let's try that again. We'll just go into our next segment, which is Life Hack. Life Hack, Life Hack. Life gives you problems, but I got your back with this Life Hack. Life Hack, get your Life Hack with me. So last week we talked about, uh, Alicia and I, for our Life Hack, we talked about easy costumes uh, to throw together for Halloween with very minimal effort. And I thought mm-hmm. we'd kind of keep the theme of costumes rolling for this week's life hack. So do you have a life hack that we can use or like a Halloween hack that we can use for our costumes coming up? I I do. Um, an easy way to make kind of your own prosthetic, this little cut in your face or on your hands or on your body, is to mix Vaseline and flour and it'll kind of make like a like a putty substance that you can smooth out on your skin and draw details in. So if you wanted to do like a like a cut or a scar, you could do that. And then you can just um, put some fake blood on it. And a really good way to make fake blood is to mix glycerin and red food coloring together. And glycerin? Make like really Where nice. do you get glycerin from? Um, it's usually sold kind of with um shoot, what's it called? Like pudding, like with the pudding and grocery. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I don't. I've never made pudding or Jello before, but that makes sense. Whenever I think of glycerin, I think of Bush's glycerin. Bush was a rock band. You probably don't know about. It was definitely before your time. But they, but they had the song called Glycerin, and they talked really weird. And they said, like, he he sings kind of weird. So I was like, what is he saying right there? Found out later he's saying glycerin. Anyway. Uh, okay. Sidetrack. All right. <laughs> so that's how you uh, five people out there will get cut. that reference. <laughs> okay, sure they will. <laughs> that's that's so, cool. I think I might try that this year. Just one right across the neck. Yeah, you can do it right across the neck. You can do it like you got cut in the forehead. You know, just kind of anywhere. Anywhere okay, that doesn't so, move a lot. So Vaseline so not, and what? And flour. Flour. Okay, Vaseline and flour, and then the fake blood would be glycerin with red food coloring? Yeah. And you can add, like, a little bit of black food coloring as well to make the blood, like, a little darker. Ooh. I like so, that. Do you have, like, a, a go-to? I know you mentioned earlier about a YouTube channel. Is What is that channel called again? Um, That one is called Glam and Gore. Is that like your go-to for ideas, or do you have another one? Um, she's kind of just one of the favorite channels that I watch. My favorite, like SFX, teaching you how to make 
um, prosthetics and stuff like that is this Australian guy who has a channel. He doesn't have very many videos up, but the stuff he does is so realistic. Um, I believe the channel's name is Powder FX, and it's P-O-W-D-H, or D-A-H, FX, and he does oh, okay. some crazy stuff. Is that but FX he, like the letter F and the letter X, or FX like E, F, F, E, C, E, F? No, like F. the letters. FX. The letters FX. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, and guys, he, check those out. That's Glam and Gore mm-hmm. and Powda FX. What else were yeah. you going to say? Oh, he actually, I believe, does special effects for movies as well. So he is oh, does he? Um, the Powda FX is more of a uh, advanced. A professional? Yeah, like a professional kind of. But it, it's still really neat to watch him make the stuff he does. All right. Those are good. Those are very good suggestions. Remember that when Halloween comes up, people? Alyssa just got your back with another life. Life hack, life hack. Life gives you problems, but I got your back with this life hack. Life hack, get your life hack with me. Okay, well, I think we're kind of um, heading to the end of the show. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? Um, Not really. I told my story. That's what I was here to do. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good one, too. You know, uh, the thing that I do find comforting about, like, uh, well, it's also comforting and it's also terrifying. <laughs> now that now that the internet is a thing, you know, it just caught mm-hmm. on recently. The internet, this little thing, I don't know if you've heard of it. The World Wide yeah, Web this... is what some people uh-huh. go to. But since we've got this new little tool, it's really nice to see that other people are, again, maybe not nice to see, but it, it provides some sort of comfort to know that other people are experiencing the same things. Um, uh-huh. or at least to have a name on it. Like when I found out about that, I forgot what it was called, but that syndrome where people I think like. I think it's called exploding, exploding head, syndrome. head syndrome. Yeah. Yep. I just remembered it right now. Yep. <laughs> when I found that, I was like, oh, this is a thing. Like people have experienced this before. <laughs> and I've definitely heard of like shadow people before. Um, there's a couple other podcasts I listen to where they talk about those things. And maybe that's not the best thing to be listening to if you're easily uh, scared, especially um, at night. But (laughs) but, uh, thanks for sharing that story. It was definitely spooky, and I got chills. I don't know if I did because I know where this is taking place or if it was just, like, hearing it in my imagination. But, yeah, that's definitely pretty creepy. Hopefully you don't have any issues with that tonight. You know, you can also just go to sleep when it's daytime outside. <laughs> maybe that maybe that will help you not worry about it so much. Yeah. Well, but I, uh, I want that. <laughs> just going to sleep during the day. Yeah, just becoming nocturnal. I love that episode of The Simpsons where Bart goes to stay at Ned Flanders' house, and um, Ned's like, "All right, it's time for bed, boys. Get in bed." and and it looks like all dark and then Bart looks out the window and it's still like daytime outside and kids are like playing in the street and stuff. And it just always kind of makes me laugh, makes me think of that. 
Sonny. Well, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you sharing your story. And um, just want to encourage everybody, if you want to give me any suggestions, uh, you can always email me at mindofmrkrizzle at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to uh, the show wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or Google Play Music or if you use the Anchor app. Pretty much any app that plays podcasts, you'll be able to find the show. You can either search for Mind of Mr. Krizzle or you can just type in Mr. Krizzle and it'll find it. And I was just thinking right now, Alyssa, I had the perfect opportunity. I should be calling you Sister Krizzle. Oh, gosh. Please don't. <laughs> I gotta keep a brand going, you know. I got I had Mrs. Crizzle on last week. Now I have Sister Crizzle. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. So this this episode will be called uh, "Spooky Stuff with Sister Crizzle." I like alliteration like that. Okay. No, I'm not gonna call well, it glad that. Glad I can be on it. <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming on, and uh, to everybody else. Remember, I'm going to keep the uh, Halloween theme going next week, and um, we'll just keep on going through the month of October with that. We'll probably see some, Alicia and I will probably see some scary movies by then, so I'll maybe have something to talk about uh, for one of those movies. We've got the Leatherface movie coming out, um, the Saw movies coming out. Uh, Let's see what else. Those are the only two I can think of off the top of my head, but there are plenty... Oh, that one where that girl keeps dying over and over on on the birthday. Oh, Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day, that one. Yeah, so we've definitely got some good scary movies that are coming out. Hopefully they'll be worth talking about. But uh, I'm looking forward to uh, meeting with you guys again next week on Episode 7. Until then, bye. Bye. Say bye, Alyssa. Okay, bye. (laughs) Say it again. Bye. Bye. I just want to make one quick correction here. Earlier in the episode, Alyssa was talking about how Jim Carrey had to um, get help from the CIA and FBI to show him how to deal with uh, different torture techniques to help him go through the makeup process for the movie Cat in the Hat. We kind of had a back and forth about how Mike Myers actually played the Cat in the Hat. I think the movie she was actually referring to was The Grinch. Um which Jim Carrey did play the Grinch. So I just wanted to make that correction because it was really bothering me. But she still did get Morgan Freeman mixed up with Mel Gibson. So I don't want to let her slide with that one. Morgan Freeman, Mel Gibson, totally different people. So that's it. Correction made. Well, that was episode six. I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed making it. Don't forget, you can email me at mindofmrkrizzle at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, share with your friends, let everybody know about it. But before we leave, I'd like to share a story with you from that book, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. This one is called The Thing. I thought of choosing it because, well, we were talking about The Thing earlier. John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, That's pretty much the only similarity the story has with, with that movie. So I hope you enjoy it. And until then, I'll see you next week. The Thing. There were two young boys named Trevor and Will. They spent most of their summer vacation hanging around town looking for things to do. One hot August night, the boys were sitting on a fence by the main road. There was a cornfield just across the road. Suddenly, Trevor spotted something in the field. In the darkness, it was difficult to make out, but he thought it looked like some kind of weird animal. He nudged his friend and pointed in the direction of the strange-looking figure. Will said he could see it too. He wasn't sure, but mysterious things seemed vaguely human. 
The next thing they knew, the thing was gone. The boys craned their necks and scanned the field with their eyes. Out of the blackness came the thing. It slowly walked over to the edge of the field before disappearing again. Trevor and Will looked at each other, puzzled. What was that? asked Will. I have no idea, replied Trevor. No sooner had he said that than Trevor felt clammy hand on his shoulder. He turned around and found himself staring directly into the hideous face of the thing. He let out a yell of terror and surprise. The rotting skin on the thing's face was coming off in places revealing the bone underneath. For a moment, it just stared silently at Trevor with its dark sunken eyes. Then, it suddenly grabbed hold of his arm. Trevor felt its fingernails dig into his flesh as he wriggled out of grasp. The two boys leaped off the fence and ran down the road screaming in horror. They didn't stop running until they reached their homes. They tried to tell their parents and friends about the thing they had seen that night, but nobody believed them. When Trevor woke up the next morning, the scratches on his arm were still there. After a few days, they got worse and worse. Trevor got sick and his parents took him to see a doctor. After examining his arm, the doctor told the boy it was infected and gave him some pills to take. Unfortunately, Trevor's condition got worse and worse. The infection spread to his entire arm and it wasn't long before his flesh was rotting and falling off. He was taken out of the hospital but no matter what the doctors did, no treatment seemed to work. The infection spread throughout his whole body. Trevor was confined to a bed and started to waste away. It seemed like he was beyond help as the days went by. He steadily grew worse and worse. His anguished parents could only sit at his bedside and cry as they watched their beloved son slowly rotting away before their eyes. On the day that Trevor finally passed away, Will came to the hospital to visit him. When the boy walked into the hospital room and saw Trevor lying in bed, he was horrified. His friend looked exactly like the thing.